Uh, just, just real fast critique on the beautiful Renaissance uh, hotel that I'm staying in. Um, you can't, uh, can't put a full Miller High Life standing up in their mini fridge. Wow, that is a tiny mini fridge. But oh, you need to get those. It's a, t- it's half a mini fridge. It's it's bullshit tiny. <laughs> it's 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 basically a cooler. If a cooler sucked, you know. What are those? I guess it's not summertime because they sell those tiny, tiny beers. The Coronitas. Oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, like that size. If I'd known when I was coming, if they, if if when you book the room, they say only bring mini beers. Mm-hmm. And I say I always bring mini beers. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're good, right? That's the show. I nailed it. <laughs> Book it. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. Wee! I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Unbeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This episode 619, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and former season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss Buddy Heald. We've got a stat of the week for you and an undegoogleable. Joining me this show are two of our three analysts, Coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up? Undebeatables. Shout out to teams playing in the World Cup final. Fill in the blanks later. Colson, fix that in post. (laughs) Shout out. From Asheville, North Carolina, He's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles. John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Uh, yeah, sure. There's something super exciting happening with the soccer. <laughs> Go soccer. Uh, before we start the show, I'd just like to remind listeners, they can support us, the longest-running Pacers podcast, by heading over to patreon.com. Slash Undebeatables, and you can support us for as little as a dollar per month. You know, Colson, the you know, there's a lot of a lot of people, a lot of our listeners do enjoy the soccer. No, I I I, I look, I I work at a bar right now where it, we are packed every time soccer goes off. It's very exciting. Um, I even got sucked into the women's college soccer finals the other day. In nice. fact, uh, we're we're told to close if there's not at least ten people in after nine o'clock. We close at eleven, uh, but 
if you don't have at least 10 people in there, we can't pay for the lights on it or, or my salary, my, my, whatever, my hourly. Um, and there was a girl in uh, to watch the uh, women's uh, soccer college finals. And uh, it was supposed to end at nine. She was the only person in the building. And it went into double overtime. So I was there for a lot longer than that. <laughs> oh, I thought you would just boot her out, man. No, no, I was too involved at that point. It was amazing. Uh, her team lost uh, with three minutes left in double overtime before the penalty kicks. So mm. it was UNC versus UCLA, and she was, as you can imagine, uh, in Asheville, she was a UNC fan. So anyway, uh, yeah, no, I'm loving the soccer. It's super fun. Um, the amount of noise that happens, it, it was so interesting in soccer, right? Like, things get close to the goal and, like, just the... <laughs> before people cheer or go, ooh, you know. There's just a lot of a lot of guttural things going on when just stuff happens near the goal. It's pretty exciting. I'm all in on the soccer, on the, I'm sorry, on the football. Mm-hmm. I tell you, there's been some spectacular goals I've seen too. Uh, yeah, just just high level play all around, and 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 some beauties out there. The first thing we want to talk about this show is Colson. We've been watching Buddy Healed all season, and uh, he, you know I think he's had a, a very good year, and I don't think there's really too much debate about that. He's uh, in the upper echelon of the Chuckers out there, and many of the Chucks go in. What are your What are your feelings on on, on Buddy this season? Uh, that got weird real fast already. We just got started. It got weird. Um, yeah, the Chucks go in. Um, I I want to have a, a real brief debate about Buddy Heel uh, because this is something that. Um, I would have normally called uh, you, Jason, or uh, you, Joey, about. Um, but and not that's, Harper. Oh, yeah, I definitely would have called Harper, but he's not here right okay. now. But yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely would have called one of my friends and been like, hey, we need to talk about this, and that's what this format is now, so we just record it for posterity. Um, <clears throat> look, Buddy Heald has been... Can I say brilliant this season? Mm. Um, oh, oh, we're already getting no's. Um, <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. His, it's I'll his, allow uh, it. Okay. Um, so he's um, uh, 562 effective field goal percentage, which is his career high this season. Um, he is shooting uh, 54% from two point range and. Um, 38% from three-point range um, and giving us almost 18 points a game, five rebounds, and three assists with a steal. I don't think that we win very many games this season. I, I, I mean, I, and, I'm, and I'm not being... I don't think I'm being overly dramatic to say that, like, he probably was the guy that just fills up the scoreboard because somebody's got to fill up the scoreboard um, for 10 games this season that we won. Like, 
I think he has been utterly essential to the success of this team. And I think the connection that he has with our franchise player, uh, Halliburton, who knows where he's going to be and knows where he wants the ball and is giving, you know, healed the ball uh, when he's dragging up behind on the fast break or, you know, uh, giving it to him so he can bust out and break down the defense and go to the bucket, which he's been very effective at this season. I'm just starting to be at the point where I know that that we've, you know, from the beginning of the season and this offseason talked about, hey, Buddy Heald and Miles Turner are the guys that we have to trade um, because they actually have worth. I'm starting to wonder whether Buddy Heald has more worth to this team than he has on any other team and whether um, we could get anything back that's worth it more than what he provides on this team right now as uh, Tyrese's buddy. (laughs) See what I did there, um, and 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 also, um, you know, this guy is playing. He's thirty years old. He's playing. He's got a career year going, and I wonder whether this is just the guy that you could depend on to give you six three pointers and seventeen points every freaking game. Um, he's proved that all season long. I, 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 you know, you can't go through this schedule and look back and go there are games that he just didn't show up. Like, he's just been so utterly consistent. And my point is, you know, I know we had a big argument a few weeks ago about whether we can trade these guys or not trade these guys. That's not what I'm trying to make the argument here. My point is, I think he has been um, the Pacers MVP. Mm, Well, you're wrong about that, for sure. He's been the Pacers... He's been more consistent than anybody else on the team. He's played more games than anybody else on the team. He is. He's not. I mean, Goga's been consistent. No, Goga doesn't play. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I think Buddy Heald has been the reason that we are uh, more than Miles Turner, more than uh, Tyrese Halliburton, more than Matherin. He's been the most consistent player. That has led us to a 500 team. Okay, I will concede that he is a the most consistent night-to-night scorer. Yes. But I don't think he's the most valuable player of this team or the reason that we are, the, the team is floating around 500. I mean, the... the take him away. Transcendent... Take him away. What happens? And Okay, take him away and replace him with replacement level shooting guard small forward x we're worse about the same i would say no we're worse we're worse halliburton has been transcendent i understand that matherin has been a huge surprise and and maybe the sixth man of the year and and miles turner is giving us um you know a career year and and name has been a wonderful surprise all those things are true but who is just coming in doing the work day after day after day, giving you 17 and six threes and five rebounds and three assists and a steal? He does it every night. Well, he's not giving you six threes. That's insane. But he's... Okay, uh, he's giving me four. Yeah. I think he, he gave me 
He gave me six the other night. Is why I'm thinking of that. Right. His yeah, for sure. But I would argue if you, I mean, he's taking how many shots a game? A ridiculous amount of shots a game. Fifteen shots a game, right? Um, if you gave those shots to, I don't know who might, who would be a comparable player like okay. Seth Curry. Right. Okay. Sure. If you gave Seth Curry 14 shots a game on this team, would he put up 18 points a night? Maybe. I have no idea, right? I don't want to disparage what Buddy Heald has done. I just think he's been perfect for this offense. He's been perfect for this team. I think he gets along. He has he has a chemistry with our best player, which I think matters. You know? Um, I don't know. I just Sure. I worry about giving up on guys that are good for the team. Now, do you think his 15 shots are too many and you should be giving those to other players? I don't think Jalen Smith has earned an extra five shots. You know, like, I, I'm not sure that and Halliburton could take as many as he wants. So, like, I'm not sure who he's taking shots from. No, you're right. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. So I don't have a good argument other than a gut feeling of why I don't think that but a heel is the right fit for this team. Like, oh, you don't think he's the right fit? Even I was trying to make an argument that like he's kind of the core of what we're doing, and you're saying he's not even the right fit. Yeah, I, I think yeah. I so when I watch him play basketball, I am never blown off. I don't feel like he takes the game by the scruff of the neck and wins games for us. You know what I mean? Which is the way that you're describing him. I, I, I'm not saying that he can't hit a big shot, but that's not what we require him to do. I'm saying somewhere between quarter one and quarter three and a half, you know, sure. somebody's got to put up the numbers. And he is, a, as as Joey says, a willing chucker. Um, but I think he's been an f- incredibly effective willing chucker. Uh, it's been a pleasure to watch him this season, honestly. It really has. Like, he throws up shots, and I'm like, uh, 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 and it goes in. Like, I, every time this team needs a shot, I'm not talking about at the end of the game, down the stretch. Like, that is a Halliburton and Matherin time and all that stuff. I get that. Mm-hmm. But he'll, he stops runs all the time. He starts runs all the time. He's just when when the offense breaks down, he gets to the basket. Like he's just doing impressive things. And the more I watch this team, the more I think that Buddy Heald is what's kind of keeping it. Again, again, I know. Halliburton, Matherin, I get it. They're the future. But I feel like right now in this season, Buddy Heald is the thing that's keeping this thing going. I mean, I I really much I very much enjoy watching him play, but I'm I mean, I don't. For me, I mean, he's just been he's been enjoyable, and I'm ha- I'm happy he's on the team. I mean, to me, the feeling I get is that he's just sort of a guy who could shoot, and a guy who can score, and I guess like not as sort of intrinsically what we're looking for. 
in the future for the future. Well, I guess. Well, what do you what are you looking for? I mean, I, Matherin's your shooting guard of the future. I get that, right? I mean, we we all know that that's the future of this backcourt. But my point is like he's what he's is he is he Jalen Rose? Like is he? No. I mean, he's not as he's not as gifted as him, but like he has the same scoring ability. Uh, Jalen Rose is a taller, bigger, and have better passer, and also a better defender. But you know what I'm saying, like the uh, the idea that there's a guy a that differences. Oh, well, sure, sure, sure. But there's a guy that when you need a bucket, he can make a bucket, and he's not he's not a microwave off the bench that you just give him the ball all the time and just make it. He plays within the offense, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, I don't think he's bad for, for chemistry. Part. Yeah, I don't think he's bad for chemistry, and. On some level, like, why don't we just keep him around? Like, there's no reason to not have him be a part of this team moving forward. Um, he's got a great relationship with Halliburton, and, like, I don't know. I'm feeling good about who he is on this team. Every time every time this week, it was five games I watched this week, every time things were falling apart, every time I needed a bucket, it was Buddy Heald who was doing it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not arguing against you that he's doing decent things, but I just, I notice a lot of things where, like, I think he's being asked to do some more play creation than he is capable of. Okay. And maybe that's, that's the fair. part of his uh, game that is throwing me off. I mean, like, so that's why I, um, the comparison to Jalen Rose is just off because Jalen Rose is a, a point guard and a shooting guards and a small forwards body. And a small forwards right? body, right? And uh, far more talented. Yeah, and like so, but 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 I, I think the reason <laughs> I made that comparison is because when things broke down, I could rely on Jalen Rose to get his own bucket or find somebody else a bucket, and I feel like Buddy Heald right now is doing that um, at a fairly effective clip. Yeah. I mean, the thing that, so Buddy Heald throughout his career basically averages as many turnovers as he does assists per game. To me, that reflects uh, a lot of what I see in the eye test, which is that he makes decisions sometimes that are just it, it baffling to one's brain. And then there's other, the other thing that I maybe am expecting from him, and this is an unfair expectation, is, for example, that um, Brooklyn game on Saturday night, right, against a a Brooklyn team that's, you know, got a bunch of no-namers, and they come back and beat us. And, you know, yes, I expect Halliburton to be the guy sort of driving that ship, but in those situations where we need to have some sort of veteran leadership on the team and get the guys on the same page and, like, sort of doing all the right things... I don't see him doing that necessarily. Oh, 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 no. I'm not suggesting he's a team leader at all. <laughs> I'm saying that he's doing the yeoman's work offensively, and that's about it. And what right. your, your response is, we could go get a dozen guys to do that. I, my only point is I'm not sure we could. I think he's a unique and special player on this team that's doing a very important thing for us this season. And I kind of want to see him here long-term and see what that looks like. But, I, yeah, no, I don't think he's providing anything leadership-wise. I don't think he's providing that much 
defensively. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I guess that's my issue. I said I, I think I want contributions from in all of those categories from somebody that's yeah. going to be gobbling up fifteen shots a game for my team. And and oh. and and thirty six minutes a night. Like I think I think I've sensed from a few of the guys throughout the year a little bit of like there there are situations where Buddy Heald has the chance to pass the ball off to a, a teammate for an easy basket, and he chooses to take a harder shot. Yeah, but because his shot he likes normally to goes in. Well, like he's been scoring for us at a very impressive clip. That's understood, but like, that's not very fun to play with, especially Stark when you play alongside a guy like uh, Tyrese Halliburton, who is the most willing passer and is very in tune with what your needs are as an individual player. Sure, and you just have Buddy Heald, who's just like has blinders on and sees and only the as basket. aggressive as Matherin <laughs> is, he actually has proven to be a pretty willing passer if he doesn't have the lane right uh, he, he, he tends to make the right lead. play <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i think he'll execute plays really well that are drawn up for him to get a shot yeah like he knows he where to go does. and how to run yeah. off a screen so sure. say, i've just been impressed by all it, of it i just it's those it's those other plays where he is asked to do something for his teammates and okay. you know right. give a decent entry pass or set, set an off ball screen or you know, switch at the right time on defense and cover a guy, which is, I mean, I don't know. I've been impressed, particularly this week, but almost, but mostly over the season, about the chucking goes in more often than not. And I've been pleased by it. Um, I think this team has loses six or seven more games without him. Yeah, I think, you know, when I, when I sort of said about the, you know, intrinsic, you know, uh, fitting in on this team or like the sort of um, you want contributions on all aspects of the game. And, and yeah, sometimes you do feel like this blinders on and, and yeah, when shots are dropping great, you know, and, and, and yeah, I mean, it's great when he's going to give you something. He's given 20 plus points many nights, you know, and it's uh, keeping us in games and it's been winning games at the end of the, you know, winning at the end of the game. You know, when you get hot in the fourth quarter and all of a sudden, you know, I mean, the the, the uh, Warriors have, have known this for a long, a long time. If you, you know, you can make up a lot of ground real fast when you when you start raining threes. Training and threes, it's, right? it's, sure. it's, it's it's nice to be on this side of it. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and he gets hot and he drains a bunch of threes. He just he just takes over games. He does. And I, I think that having him on the team is is, you know, OK for you know growth if but you've got to have the right people around him and and maybe just a little bit extra on on his side on on the defensive side so hey but i don't i don't know if he'd make sense on the bench in the future right so like so you've got let's say you know next season you know Matherin's your two guard and we get an actual three you know does Buddy Heald playing 20 minutes off the bench make sense? Maybe not. I'm not sure. He's felt right in this moment, but I'm not sure that now that we're talking about it, you're kind of right. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Cut all this out. Yeah. No, I mean, like, 
And I, you know, admittedly haven't watched as much of the basketball going on this season as you have. So I probably am missing the uh, consistency, right, yeah, with which he he's doing over this. games. He j- and he just does it night in and night out. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the one-sidedness of it that is. He's he's been better than you expect. He's been better than you're perceiving. He's been very good. <laughs> but you're right. Does he make sense as a 20-minute a night off the bench guy? You know, maybe. I mean, this is you know this is his last season as a Pacer. Or has he got one more year? So he has two more years. No, one more year. After one this. more season after this. So, I mean, maybe he'll stick around. But um, Mathur's coming for his job. Oh, for sure. Right? Yeah. Also, I don't know how you keep uh, Nimhart out of the lineup. I mean, I, I'm not sure how you keep him out of the starting lineup. I mean, he's too small to, to play. I mean, although, you know, I mean... On some level, you wonder whether uh, Carlisle just loves the small lineup, and Nimhard could. Oh, he does. Could, yeah, could yeah, be a starter. A small lineup as the starting two, and and Matherin as the three. Like Nimhard has been our best perimeter defender, so it's hard to keep him out of that that starting lineup. Mm-hmm. And Duarte is a capable defender, but I think Nimhard has shown better defensively. So at times, yeah. We'll see. Uh, lots of lots of stuff's going to happen here uh, as Duarte gets uh, healthy um, and as the trade deadline approaches for Buddy Heald. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. It's the the reason that you appreciate what he's doing so much is and is the same reason that he's. I don't know if he's coveted, but is uh, an easy trade asset because he can just plug in anywhere yeah i mean i i i think that's partially true but i do think that part of it has become um the relationship he has with with um halliburton and i think the role that that carlisle's given him i think these are this might be sort of the peak for him the, the kind of minutes he's playing right now like i'm concerned that if he goes somewhere else he's not going to be able to do what he's doing right now like i think we've put him in a perfect position um and i want success for him because he's playing he's having a really nice season Mm -hmm. and he's being a good pacer you know does he do better in you know portland i don't i don't i just don't see it you know so um, shout out to Buddy Heald for the peak of your career as a, a year and a half pacer. <laughs> One player I don't think we've really t- talked about ever. Um, you know, I don't think this really weighs in too much because he's he's not played. But um, Daniel Tice has, I know he had knee surgery. Do you think if he comes back, is he going to make a ripple in the starting line or in the lineups at all? Yeah, no, he's a very talented player. I think the only reason he would see minutes is if we traded Miles Turner. Otherwise, I think he just stays at home and collects his paycheck. Yeah, he has two more years on his contract. I believe the last year is a team option, though. 
he joined the team, and I was like, oh, all right, I know, the, I know this guy. He's he's, he's a solid player. Yeah, and played you know, for role the, player guy. Played for the uh, Celtics and successful teams. Yeah, no, the guy, the guy's legitimate. Yeah, um, I just I, uh, was. Yeah. yeah. A little bummed out that he's, he's been injured the whole time, and the the last you know I'm looking here the last information I could find it was is about a month ago. Is that he had a successful knee surgery and he's out indefinitely, and there's been nothing since then that I've. I don't seen. think I don't think you just walk back from a knee surgery, Jeff. I think it takes a while. You no, you take the the uh, rolling you know, cart. They don't put a. Put you on a, put you on a cart uh, or wheelchair or something, and then, you know, then you get better. Jason's had knee surgery. Mm-hmm. How long did it take? Uh, like three weeks or something. Then <laughs> you were back bad. to yeah. back to dunking on people. Totally. <laughs> I just I I I wish you weren't doing the uh, the crazy dunks like the ones that we see in NBA Jam or your. Flipping over people and spinning around, jumping yeah. over Kias and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but you got to give the people what they want, you know. It's true. Gotta give the people, give the people what they want. You got any uh, style of the weeks? I, I do. Yeah. So, so yeah. Speaking of giving the people what they want, they're. They're here for the stats of the week, right? That's what they're here for. That's the only reason they've stuck around for thirty minutes. Yes. Yeah. There's been some rumblings. You know, I've I've been hearing is that they uh, there may be a just a, a spinoff stat of the week show. <laughs> oh, we're just clip out stat of the weeks. The way that's going to happen is I need Colson. I need you to go back through our previous six hundred eighteen. <laughs> Chosen, clip that out. Okay, just uh, yeah. Anyway, I think people have that. to go back to listen to the show. I don't think that's. Oh yeah, you got to go back. I'm not gonna do that. Joey, stat of the week. No, this this week I actually got a couple of them, but one of them is you know I'm a I'm a I like this I like the space, uh, astronomy and, and all that good stuff. And I was reading you know we've we've talked about planets. Uh, different times through through our uh, our run here, and I found one. There was uh, this this past summer, um, the a paper came out talking about Jupiter, and um, it was about the composition of, of of Jupiter, and I think that there has been um, more study on that recently. We know it's a big gas giant, but apparently. That so the the composition is mostly hydrogen and helium, which is you know the the, the vast majority of of the contents of the planet. But like nine percent of Jupiter is rock and metal, and apparently the way that planets form, the gas giants don't really have access to to rock and metal, like as they form generally. And what that means is uh, Jupiter was, um, as the planet was uh, was being formed, it was just swallowing other planets, eating them, and sucking them into the core. Aren't we all eating other planets? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it's a similar process, but these um, just ended up becoming the core. It just be, ended up becoming the core surrounded by um, the, gas. the hydrogen and helium. Um, well, okay, but, so but it's so you're saying the core is rock yeah. and metal, which uh-huh. is which is my core as well. Uh huh. Sure. But like you're saying, that's only nine percent of the planet. Yeah. 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 So the rest of it's, you know, the hydrogen and, and the rest of it's folk, or country. Yeah, sure. And also, I'm looking yeah. at, at at a um, sort of a, a cutout of the of the planet, you know, sort of showing the layers. And apparently, there is a there is helium neon rain where it's it's raining Whoa, helium cool. neon. Yeah, it looks pretty badass. Um, actually, uh, my favorite rock metal band was Helium Neon Rain. Is that right? Yeah. Also, the the metals near the planet center add up to about eleven, somewhere between eleven and thirty Earth masses. So it's eleven to thirty Earths, I guess, mass wise. So the, you know, the the Earth is not. That's a big. It's a big difference, eleven to thirty. Yeah, but you know, when you're as big as Jupiter, who cares? What are you gonna do? Be nine percent rock and metal. There you go. There you go. What a one point three the ninety percent rock and metal. That's what I'm talking about. Anyway, so that's my first out of the week. <laughs> I like the idea that uh, that uh, we've got a, a nine nine percent rocket metal radio show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they feature a lot of the, the the neon rain. Yeah, well, no, it's but actually, you know, uh, the the ninety one percent of it is not that. It's like uh, symphony. Yeah. <laughs> this is 99.9 Jupiter we play 9% rock and metal there's that voice now listen to Sousa you know, like, I know. <laughs> always back to Sousa All the other side of the week I wanted to, to talk about was we we may have I don't think we brought it up on the show before, but the Pacers or I'm sorry, the the, the Pacers uh, partner team, the Fever, have the number one draft pick because they, hey! were, they, were, not they were not good last year. Oh, they're bad. But they did land they landed the number one draft pick. And so the draft is in April. So there's some time, but the this is the, the the fever's first number one pick. I actually looked and I, I uh, Tamika Catchings was a number three pick. So obviously that worked out pretty well. And didn't last year they have like the two, four, and six pick? They had a bunch of first round picks. Yeah, that like <laughs> okay. low. So, right. so their first hence first the round pick. so they had a, a lot of young young players, okay. uh, but they'll have the first pick this this upcoming season and. The presumption is they're going to take uh, Aaliyah Boston, who has, um, she's from South Carolina, 
but she has a national championship, Final Four Most Outstanding Player, Naismith National Player of the Year, and National Defensive Player of the Year honors. Nice. So nice. what's what's her position? I don't know. I think uh, when you're that good, you play whatever you want. So what's her name? Uh, Boston Garden? Is that what it is? She, uh, Aaliyah Boston. Aaliyah Boston. All right. Aaliyah Boston. Yeah. Aaliyah Boston Garden. Aaliyah Boston Garden. And she's she's Larry Bird essentially. She's, she's the yes. second coming of Larry Bird. Yes. Okay. That is uh, that is what they call her. Does she ever have a quintuple double? Not that I've seen. Yeah. But she. I don't know. I don't know if power- she's. I don't know if she's worthy of the fever then. I don't know. If you defensive player of the year seems like you know, we should at least give her a shot. Okay. All right, fair enough. She's a power forward slash center. Aaliyah Boston Garden. Coming to you from Aaliyah Boston. This is Jupiter Radio. <laughs> Serving up nine percent of rock and metal. Here's your John Philip Sousa. <laughs> I feel like you're going to have uh, somebody waiting outside your door. Yeah, right. hello. Let's, let's, let's wrap it up, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm there. So, I think uh, we may I gotta, I gotta, I gotta this week. I got to put on my socks. Yeah. <laughs> get weird. And we got to get out of here. The, the clock is ticking. Uh, but we'll be back with you next week. Appreciate you hanging out and listening with us. Uh, we'll be Wh- back with you. Which 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 baby or cat is that? Sorry. That's that very is, dramatic. That is my baby. Okay. And he's he is unimpressed. Uh, well, he's with whatever woke him up I think he heard uh, Coulson's radio exactly voice. radio man's voice yes. woke him up oh my god I'm sorry so let's uh, let's put a lid on radio man and we'll get out of here <laughs> that might be we a are, show. you can uh, tweet at us silently at uh, at undebeatables on twitter or facebook.com slash the undebeatables our website theindebeatables.com there's a contact form there you can use that to send us a message and a website uh, uh, email shout out at theindebeatables.com and on our website is the the uh, store where you can buy a small t-shirt until Coulson and Radio Man get the new ones printed for the architect Donnie Walsh and our once and always Hall of Fame coach Bobby said Leonard. Turn out the lights. The party is over. Hmm. Sounds like, sounds like Wayman loves it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right, gonna let you take care of your screaming child. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. <clears throat> Um, oh Jesus! All right, uh-huh. Coulson. Uh, yeah, I got keep both. The, keep those socks it. on tight. Turn the heat back on. <laughs> I will. I'm, I'm wearing a coat inside right now. It's no good. All um, for this great radio. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. fucking. That was a fucking undefeated classic. I think. <laughs>
<laughs> Look for that and then clip show coming, the in, clip show. coming your right. way. That's right. Four years from now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, come on, give me like three or four. Yeah, you're right. It'll be four years. <laughs>